I'm Bob Sullivan, the new host of AARP's The Perfect Scam Podcast. And with Frank Abagnale and other top fraud experts, we're bringing you brand new episodes of America's most shocking scam stories. I got an email alerting me to 22 accounts that had been opened up in my name. Scam was masterfully designed. New episodes available now. Subscribe to The Perfect Scam Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. You know, as different as everything seems this holiday season, one thing still holds true year after year. Everybody loves holiday scratch-offs from the Ohio Lottery. And with tickets available from $1 to $20, they're the perfect gift for anyone on your list 18 years or older. So, stay safe this year and play it safe with your gift-giving. Give scratch-offs from the Ohio Lottery. Lottery players are subject to Ohio laws and commission regulations. Please play responsibly. You're listening to Cup of Joy with the Queen of Any right here on Wrestle Joy. Hello, hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of Cup of Joy with your girl, the Queen of Any, right here on Wrestle Joy. Um, take two. <laughs> Life likes to challenge us sometimes, my friends, and uh, technology doesn't normally get the better of me with podcasting, but this episode got the better of me when I tried to record it the first time. And now that I'm back to work in person, I am unable to record during the day like I had been doing. So, ah, but that's okay. You know what? It's okay. Because today's episode is so joyful that it's okay to talk about it twice. <laughs> so I figured I'd share a little story time with you for your Friday episode of Cup of Joy. So grab your Wrestle Joy mug. And if you don't have one, what do you mean you don't have one? Go buy some merch, some Wrestle Joy merch. I have a snapback, but you also need a mug because it's Cup of Joy. It's time to fill your cup with some wrestling joy. And I'm going to share some with you. So I've been reflecting a lot lately on my wrestling fandom as I've been working on some other projects and doing some really cool collaboration work and some fun discussions with other people. And I've been really taking a look at what is it that makes Queen a wrestling fan? And I've been kind of going through my whole fandom. You know, what's interesting about it is I was a fan of WWE and I still am in some ways for pretty much the entirety of my wrestling fandom, the majority of it. Um, Growing up, that was the option, WWF and, you know, a little ECW and WCW here and there. But WWE was such the the foundation of of what I enjoyed watching wrestling-wise. I didn't have access to a lot of other things. Um, I saw some independent shows. But in terms of of a wider view of the wrestling world, I didn't really get that until later. And I was thinking about that moment today. In 2016-2017, one of my good friends who I met when I was living in a different state for a couple of years was sharing with me some really interesting matches, some really interesting perspective. Because he sat me down and he said, Queen, let's have a conversation about your wrestling fandom. Who, who do you like in wrestling? I said, oh, you know, I like WWE. Here's who I like on the roster. <laughs> you know, here's who I love legends-wise. Stone Cold Steve Austin, The Undertaker, CM Punk, Victoria, 
China, you know, and the list goes on and on and on. Chris Jericho, of course, uh, you know, it's a long list. And he looked at me and he said, that's such a narrow selection. Let me introduce you to some other things. So I said, okay, this will be interesting. And he goes, well, it's the power of YouTube. Things are starting to get really posted online a lot for you to be able to watch. And I'm kind of surprised that, you know, you hadn't checked it out before. And that's when I saw my first uh, Ring of Honor, quote unquote, matches. Now, yes, I'd seen TNA before and I'd seen some Ring of Honor things, but it wasn't something that really like made me go, oh, this is something I want to watch all the time or I'm really interested in that. WWE was still my thing. So he showed me some Ring of Honor stuff, showed me some old TNA things. And then he said, I'm going to show you what I love the most about wrestling. And he showed me and introduced me to New Japan. That's not something I'd ever seen before, obviously. (laughs) And uh, I was very confused (laughs) as to what I was seeing. And I was looking at this screen going, what is going on? And who are all these guys? And why are there no women? And... Why is is everyone in a group? Like, why is everyone in a faction? What is this, NWO? Like, what's happening? I was so confused. I remember being, like, lost when I first started watching New Japan Pro Wrestling. But I think I quickly got out of that because immediately as I sat down with him to watch some awesome stuff. Now, some older things, as well as the, the current stuff at the time, 2016, 2017. I just stared at the screen and I thought, wow, like this is what I think of or should think of when I see pro wrestling. You know, WWE makes its its name on, you know, being a sports entertainment, right? They have a lot of storyline and, and drama and all sorts of other things happening and wrestling just happens to be the, the mode in which all of that story is presented. But with New Japan, I was enthralled and enraptured and, and really just drawn in to what I was watching. The first time I saw an Okada match, I couldn't really believe what I was seeing. And I saw Tanahashi and Kenny Omega, of course, and so many others on the screen that quickly became some of my favorites to watch. The Japanese strong style, finally getting introduced to what that meant, learning about all of these Japanese legends who had made their time as well over in WWE or WWF at the time and how dominant they were in Japan and seeing the difference between them in the States and them in Japan. And I just honestly remember thinking to myself, wow, I've missed out on so much. (laughs) I couldn't believe it. There was so much I didn't see. I didn't know about. And I was a little mad at myself, like, oh, wow, like, you're not normally kind of narrow minded, one track focused. So what's going on here? (laughs) And uh, my world changed that day. New Japan is one of my absolute favorite factions, or factions, (laughs) promotions, and has some of my favorite factions also, yes. (laughs) But one of my favorite promotions because of the presentation of what I'm seeing, I know that I can turn on New Japan and no matter what's happening, whether it's a six-man tag or the never open weights or all the way up to the IC or IWGP heavyweight title, I know that I'm going to get excellent wrestling. Even from the comedy wrestlers, a.k.a. you don't know. (laughs) And for some people, Yoshihashi, but no thanks. So it just became kind of an obsession for me 
to kind of dive in to all that New Japan had to offer. And I was hooked right away. And then I noticed that they had tournaments, and I love tournament wrestling. I think that that's, like, some of the coolest things. I love gauntlet matches. I like tournaments. I like seeing people fight for something at the end, whether it's a, you know, a briefcase, right, to cash in uh, against the champion at some point or to win an award or a cup that gives you an opportunity down the future line. And I also really liked that they had a best of super juniors um, so I could see those wrestlers showcased as well. And see the difference between the kind of junior section of New Japan and the heavyweight section of New Japan. And falling in love with people like Hiromu and Ishii and uh, Goto. And, you know, of course, there's this whole other side of New Japan that I'll talk about in a moment that kind of drew me in the most. Aside from Okada, (laughs) of course. But I think truly the presentation of New Japan, the professionalism of New Japan, the roster, the way the crowd interacts with the wrestlers in the ring, the way Red Shoes calls a match, the way the announcers, even in Japanese, before there was English commentary super available, (laughs) right? Um, I think is so engaging and entertaining and fun and getting used to different setup and a different look and such great costume and, and gear presentation as well. It, it was so enthralling. And I remember just being so happy, like I am now, four years later, that I was introduced to New Japan. But I'd be lying <laughs> if I said... Uh, that it wasn't just because of Okada and, uh, or it was just because of Okada and Tanahashi. It was also because of Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks and the whole elite formation, if you will. I was enthralled with Kenny Omega right away. There's something about him. He's the best bout machine. He's got a cool look. He's talented. I mean, he's pretty to look at too, but <laughs> that doesn't hurt. He's talented and gifted in the ring, and I loved seeing his heel character in Bullet Club and and knowing that AJ Styles was once a part of that. And, and of course, as we know him now, Finn Balor, but then, you know, before he left Prince Devitt. It, it's, uh, it's so cool to me now to think about it, now that most of these guys are either in WWE or NXT or AEW. Um, I think that that whole evolution of Kenny and the Bucks and the Elite and and then the Golden Elite and the Elite expanding and Cody Rhodes joining or just Cody, no Rhodes uh, and and Hangman and, and all of their antics through Bullet Club both in Japan and in the States was super interesting to me I like that they went back and forth. I like that there was like an American section of Bullet Club and a J- Japanese section of Bullet Club and, and its evolution. And I know it's kind of a touchy subject for some people, you know, Kenny's leadership of Bullet Club. Um, very different than the previous leaders of Bullet Club and very different to how it looks right now. But there was something about that whole thing and, and the presentation of that heel Kenny, cleaner Kenny character that I just fell in love with so much. 
I loved watching the Young Bucks wrestle. I loved Kenny coming out and the Young Bucks being, you know, at ringside for him. And I, I don't know, something so special about that. And I miss that now in AEW. We don't really have the same vibe. And yeah, I know everything grows and changes, but that brought me so much joy. But I think ultimately what sold me on everything was the series between Kenny and Okada. Those matches were some of the most, not some of the most, one of them is the best wrestling match I've ever seen in my whole life. Uh, but the rest of them are, are so top tier. It's like shocking and thrilling and so exciting to to watch and and feel like you're a part of in some way you know when you watch it live you feel like you're there um you know i'm not really a good travel person i'll be honest <laughs> if it's more than like a four and a half hour flight ugh, tough for me but it made me want to be in japan and made me want to be there and, and to see it live and to see it in person and to watch them wrestle i think it was some of the best storytelling I've, I've seen it was some of the best technical wrestling I've ever seen. I'm so invested in both of them. And I love Okada and I love Kenny and I was pulling equally for them both to win. But ultimately I had to back my boy Kenny because it was such a, uh, such a beautiful chase. There's nothing better than Kenny Omega in, in the chase. And if you haven't watched the series with him and Okada, I, I really implore you to do so. It's truly one of the most beautiful things uh, if you're a wrestling fan, uh, that, that you'll see. And I know a lot of people feel differently about Kenny than I do. So <laughs> it may not mean as much to you as it does to me, but that's the beauty of it, right? Everybody has their, as I've said before on this show, a spoonful of sugar, right? Everybody has a different, uh, taste and that's cool. And that's what makes it super fun to be a wrestling fan. But anyway, I think watching that series and, and watching the story unfold and, me being so impressed the fact that their champion held on to their titles so long and their titles felt like they meant something and it was prestigious and difficult to attain the very top of New Japan. I think they structure their entire roster and their entire booking, shout out to Gato, in order to make that possible. <clears throat> That's another reason I love New Japan so much. It just has that something else that makes it fear, feel top tier. Not only because of the talent, but like, if I was a wrestler, that would be where I'd want to go cut my teeth and prove myself. You know, if I was a young wrestler, that's where I'd want to go and be a part of the young lions and train in the dojo and go out on excursion and come back as a cool character, I would hope, <laughs> in New Japan for wrestling. Um, that's where I'd want to go. I think the wealth of knowledge and experience and discipline that you must get uh, has to be the coolest and most fulfilling experience. So I, I I think ultimately what I'm trying to say is how much I love New Japan broadened my horizons. Because I fell in love with New Japan and because I fell in love with Kenny and the Bucks, I watched what they did in Ring of Honor. And because I watched Ring of Honor, I met different wrestlers that I liked that happened to take shows elsewhere and because I watched that, I started to watch TNA Impact again. And because of that, I also met different wrestlers that I thought I would follow and see what else they were doing. And it broadened my wrestling fandom. And it broadened my wrestling view. It became 
I don't know, you know, like when you go to the movies, or when you used to go to the movies, you'd have your regular standard showing, and then you'd have like your bigger one, like your IMAX. That's what I felt like I was getting when my eyes opened up. And because of all of those things, I started to fall in love with independent wrestling again. I was introduced to GCW. I was introduced to Synergy Pro Wrestling. I watched so many other indies. I'm subscribed to so many different streaming platforms. <laughs> Sorry, Mr. Queen. Uh, in order to kind of feed this addiction, I started watching Stardom because of JPQ, hashtag watch Stardom. But I might not have done that if I hadn't been introduced to New Japan. This whole experience as a wrestling fan and from when I was little to now at 33, it's been a journey. It's been a ride. Things have changed. The landscape of wrestling has changed. And even with COVID era, I feel like wrestling is just still so hot. 2019 was one of the wildest years for wrestling I'd ever seen. I've been to so many live shows, been fortunate enough to be able to do that. And next week episode, we're talking all about All Out, by the way. <laughs> the one I got to go to in Chicago. Um, it's a little teaser for you. But I think that all of these experiences that I've had in 2019 and moving into 2020 and falling in love with wrestling enough to start a podcast, okay, a year and a half ago now, yeah, a year and a half ago, um, that speaks volumes to how much things have changed and how much New Japan, being introduced to New Japan, being introduced to, you know, different promotions and uh, even reintroduced to some of them that I had seen before but hadn't really had an interest in. And broadening my viewpoint has brought such a wealth of joy into my life. Podcasting and wrestling Twitter and meeting people at shows, going to shows with people that I met from uh, through podcasting, forming these relationships and bonds because of this mutual love that we have for people in a ring, fighting each other <laughs> or not fighting each other, depending on, on the day. I think that's so special and that's something that during my reflection and kind of everything that's going on in my life right now, it's been really special to think back on and say, wow, like look at how far I've come as a wrestling fan. You know, I don't just like one thing. I like so many things, you know, WWE. Yeah. I still like it in some ways, but you know, now it's for me, it's more GCW and new Japan and AEW and synergy and stardom. Those are kind of my top, places that I go to watch something and, and really enjoy it. And I'm super thankful to my friend for introducing me to New Japan because I wouldn't have had this and what I have now with all of you on Couple Joy and what I have on Queen's Court on my other network. And I wouldn't have it if it wasn't for that day. And it wasn't for that moment where I sat down and I was like, okay, I'll be open to watching something different. And that's, I think my message for everybody today is if you like multiple things, that's cool. If you like one thing, that's also cool. That's what's beautiful about this sport that we love. This form of entertainment, this art form. There's something for everybody. You can find anything at your fingertips these days, thanks to the internet, on various streaming services and platforms and YouTube, podcasting. You know, there's so many different avenues for you to enjoy wrestling. If something isn't bringing you joy anymore, maybe there's something else that can, as it did for me. And I hope it does for you. So that's my little 
story time with Queen on today's Cup of Joy. Uh, I'm super thankful for all of this stuff. And it's only onwards and upwards from here in our wrestling fandom, y'all. So I want to thank you so much for listening. Uh, I'm sorry that this is part two and it's out a little bit later. Ugh, or take two, I guess. Uh, but, you know, you can only do what we can do. I just got home from work and I re-recorded it. So it, it can come out today. Um, so thank you for listening. Thank you for being patient. And of course, remember to keep your cup of joy full with your girl, the Queen of Any, right here on WrestleJoy. This year has us all wanting to be healthier, and that includes our eye health. But how do you get vision coverage if you're retiring? It's actually pretty easy. VSP, the vision coverage many people get through work, offers individual vision plans. Enroll anytime, on any device, and start using your benefits the same day. You don't need to be an employee to get employee-level vision coverage. Visit VSPDirect.com today. That's VSPDirect.com. Visit Hellsburg.com for safe and easy ways to shop this holiday, like free shipping and returns, virtual shopping appointments, or buy online and pick up in-store. And right now, get a free Microsoft Surface Go 2 with the purchase of $1,499 or more. You gift, you get. Limited time offer while supplies last. See online or in-store for details.